Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 197 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker. And as you may have noticed, I took the month of March off because a lot of stuff's been happening in the world (laughs) during the month of March. And we are going to talk about that today. My guest is going to be my husband, Chris Brooker, who is without a doubt one of my favorite guests. I should say my favorite guests. Not one of. He is my favorite guest of all time. And we're going to talk about how life has changed dramatically in the world uh, over the last month and how we have a new um, normal. I hate to use the word normal, but how we have a new um, uh, schedule, new system, new life uh, happening now in our world. And we're going to share what that's like with us both living, working at home and finding ourselves in the role of teacher. So, um, Hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you're safe and well wherever you are. Come on, Mama! Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather! All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Chris Brooker. Hello, everybody. Direct from our dining room table, (laughs) where he's just wrapped up his new work-life balance. Yes. How's it going, man? It's going. Yeah? It's going. Slowly, but surely. Very slowly. All right, here's the deal, though. We've been quarantining now for three weeks? I think we're on week three. Week three? Yeah. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, to be honest, it does seem like it's kind of going by quickly. (laughs) Our cat just jumped up in Chris's lap. (laughs) That's unusual. Just want to do that. Um, Not when we're in the midst of it, it doesn't feel like it's going by quickly. Like, it feels like the days are very long. But I looked at my calendar and I was like, oh, we've been doing this now for three weeks. Yeah. Over over three weeks for us. It's coming to the point now where in the mornings I have to look at my phone just to know what day of the week it is. Yeah. Because it's all kind of running together. Mm-hmm. You know? So I'm trying to break myself of that rut. I'm trying mm-hmm. to break myself of the monotony of it. You know, getting up, walking around. Gracie's butt is in my face. <laughs> um, doing? She's presenting. Silly cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's that that's the challenge, right? Is breaking up the monotony. Yeah. Breaking up the day-to-day stuff. My, my job and my work is usual, kind of formulaic. Anyway, <laughs> kind of boring sometimes, but here especially now that I'm mm-hmm. perched in the house and God forbid we leave our house without a mask on or something, yeah. um, it's adds another element to it. Well, I mean, we've been pretty good about going on walks, you yeah. know, at least three or four times a day. And getting so. up and stretching. And, yeah. You know. There's been a couple days where I think we haven't, like I haven't been out of the house and I feel it. Like I feel it. I'm st- it's oh, yeah. starting to wear on me a little bit. The um, the idea that we haven't really had human contact, and I think that really hit me yesterday during Channing's birthday. Yeah. Um, some of our wonderful friends um drove by to surprise her and honk their horn a little bit. You know, wave signs, throw and gifts out their windows, throw gifts out their window. <laughs> Which was very, very funny. But um, it kind of hit me when Aaron, um, our friend Aaron Ziering, stopped for a few minutes um, during the parade of cars to chat with us. And I realized, like, I miss seeing people and having conversations with other people. And, you know, you and I are solidly married. We've been married now almost 20 years. It'll be 19 in a few weeks. And um, we've had... You know, boring we've, times. We've had all the conversations. We've had all the conversations. <laughs> I was going to try to 
be nice. There's no more conversations that we have that we are talked about everything. <laughs> I was trying to be nice, but we've had all the conversations. We've talked about everything, but also we've had boring times in our lives and our marriage and in like just life in general. Sure. Um, and we've also had super exciting times and dramatic times. You know, like everybody has. Yep. Yep. Um, this though feels strange. I mean, I'm not worried about us like as a married couple. I, it just feels very strange. Oh, yeah. Like we're living in. This is different. This is something totally is different. different. Yeah, right. this is very different. I know there's a lot of married couples out there who are probably like, oh, my God, I've never spent this much time with my spouse <laughs> and are probably having a really hard time with it. Yeah, um, I bet. I think it helps that that I have a separate office to go to. Like I'm not in the same room with you. Oh, my God. If you, me and Channing were in the same room or at the <laughs> same table. <laughs> That's rude. I would then begin to question things. <laughs> Well, Channing sits in there with you for a while and then I try to get her out of the, you know, the dining room just a little bit. But um, it feels very, you know, it feels somewhat manageable. I think it's because mm-hmm. maybe because there's only three of us. Yeah. My biggest challenge and my biggest concern is Channing's mental health and oh, her yeah. well-being. I know you and I will be OK. Like we're grownups. We know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We will get through this. We, you know, have seen sadness and tragedy in our world before for a seven-year-old now seven-year-old whose world is her friends is school is her activities to have all of that just come to an abrupt stop can have a real impact and so i my hope and my fear is that for her she can still keep that bright sunny disposition and be okay and i i think she has been sort of but i can kind of see a little bit of it wearing on her you know sometimes yeah a little bit a little bit. I mean, it's stressful for her. Mm-hmm. She misses her friends. That's why she was so ecstatic yesterday when her friends drove by and yeah. wished her a happy birthday and stuff like that. It was very sweet. And uh, her face lit up. It totally so. did. Yeah. So keeps her keeping her entertained and engaged and not quite honestly cutting us all some slack. Like, I think that's one thing people need to do right now is just cut yourself some slack. If your kid is watching a lot of YouTube, if you're watching a lot of YouTube, if you're watching extra TV, like whatever <clears> it might TikTok. be. If you're watching TikTok, if you're obsessed with TikTok like Heather Brooker is, <laughs> it's very entertaining. Yes. You have to admit, yes, I'm really gifted at it. <laughs> you have to admit that. Well, let's say well, we, <laughs> when I walk into a room and you've had a, like three complete costume changes in an hour, I know you're doing something on the TikTok. On the TikTok. It is my latest obsession. It is honestly what is helping me keep entertained. And honestly, it is... Something that has connected me to that actor and performer side of myself that I had somewhat lost for a while. Since starting Motherhood in Hollywood, I kind of, and we've talked about this, I've kind of gone down this rabbit hole of like, it, it, there's an image that you have to put up at Instagram. Instagram is very much like a, um, I don't say picture perfect because not all my pictures are perfect. They're not even sometimes that good, but there's this image of like, you don't want to be too risque. You don't want to be too inappropriate. You don't want to be too wacky, whatever. Right. And, um, I kind of went down that rabbit hole and realized I lost a big part of myself in doing that. Cause I am a wacky person. Yep. I am silly, inappropriate. And I say crazy things, but part of that too is also my job. Like for NBC, I can't be can't too be wacky, right. wacky or blue. Like I usually am or inappropriate or whatever. Yep. I have to sort of toe the line a little bit because I love my job and I want to be respectful of the NBC brand, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
but there's something about TikTok that sort of has given me back a little bit of freedom in that area to kind of perform and be silly and lip sync because I don't have any followers. Like it's all brand new. I've had a couple videos go viral, but nothing huge. Um, and I'm just sort of enjoying the process of yeah. something new. Yeah. Some new thing. Some nice, new creative challenges. New creative challenge. Just a nice distraction. Too. And it's also, you've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing it's, to no, lose. Yeah. yeah. No one's paying me to do it. It's not my part of my job or whatever. It's just something for fun. There's no pressure. No pressure. Although, I have seen some fellow, like, quote unquote, mom influencers who are already buying followers and likes on this app. That drives me crazy. Man. Why? I don't know. It's, it's what they do. It's what they do. And also, it just shows to me like a complete, like, well, they're just scammy, horrible people. But, <laughs> but like, I saw this one mom influencer literally overnight jump up 200,000 followers. Man. And she doesn't have, none of her videos have gone viral. <laughs> they're just the she, same videos that she puts on Instagram. And she gets like two likes. And or she'll something get like a couple that. likes. Yeah. yeah, see, that's what the difference is. If you look at the likes, and also, though, here's the deal you can buy likes on TikTok. Mm. You can buy likes on TikTok. You could buy likes on any app. So it's all fake. But what what's crazy is that she's buying a huge amount of followers and likes now so that once she starts creating more content, I think she only had like six videos up or something. Once she starts creating more content, the people go, wow, okay, so she has a huge following. But nobody's really paying attention right now. Right. Nobody's really looking at follower account right now on Instagram, or I mean on TikTok. So if you're going to be faking it, now's the time to do it because nobody can go back and disprove it once it's been months and months and months. That's also what this particular influencer did on Instagram years ago. Mm -hmm. She bought hundreds of thousands of followers. And now if that happened, people would go, hey, wait a minute. But since it happened so long ago, right. nobody can tell and nobody's going to check. So anyway, there's a bunch of shady McShady stuff going on, but that's my that's my TikTok uh, TikTok your, spiel. Your TikTok take. My TikTok rant. Oh, I love that TikTok take. No one steal it. <laughs> no one steal it. Um. So, what do you think has been like the hardest part for us so far in terms of like working and living at home twenty four seven? Well, you know, it's, it's like I said, it's 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 developing that routine, and uh, which I'm still needing to do. You know, getting up in the morning eating breakfast like I usually do, logging into my computer, mm -hmm. doing work, going for a walk. Um, I think you do do that. I think you have developed I, that I, routine. I've been trying to, but I'm not as consistent as I'd like to be. And it's also like I haven't – we haven't done laundry in two weeks. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> when I when I log out of my computer, I don't want to do anything, and I just walk 20 paces into the living room and sit down. <laughs> for um, another three or four hours. For another three or four hours. So it's like – Developing the the full day routine, I think, has been the the, the challenge. There's the lines between home life and and um, work life don't exist anymore. It hasn't been that different for me because I've always worked from home, right? Um, you know, except for the like once or twice a week when I would go into the station. But I mostly always work from home or out in the field when I'm doing stories, like yep. going to press junkets or premieres or whatever. So for me, it's like I'm always in the office doing stuff. But the difference is that now I know Channing's in the other room and I have to stop and go help her with homework. Yep. Or, um, you know, I have to physically get up and force myself to go take a walk. Like, that's a big challenge. I That, for me, has been the hardest part. I feel less healthy. During, I, do I do too. During a time when everybody should be getting healthy and when health should be our number one priority, 
I don't feel like I feel like I'm so sedentary. Yeah. I feel emotionally like I miss seeing other people. Even like I'll go to the Starbucks drive through every once in a while. I know it's not the stay at home situation, but I go because I need to see somebody else's face for like 10 seconds. Yep. <laughs> and like, smile and say hi. The That's poor drive through people are probably like, oh, it's this lady again. I'm like, hi. Hi. How are you? You're hi. not the only one going to that drive through though. Like, I know. Those lines are crazy. <laughs> crazy long. I know. But I go to see the people well, and get the coffee. So I think for me, that's been the hardest part is like, it's been mentally exhausting. Yes. I feel exhausted every day when I step away from my computer. I feel mentally exhausted. Do you think that maybe we should just go for drives? That's not a bad idea. I know we're supposed to not be around people, but I do think that maybe we should go for a drive and like, you know, walk around somewhere. I, I think the stay at home, I think the stay at home and the social distancing thing is great and and we all need to do that but i don't think that means you cannot go outside or leave your house yeah like i think that it's okay at least in my mind and you know the governor and the mayor can correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's okay to take a mental health break to just go on a drive and listen to some music uh, you know or, i'll tell you what in the last couple of weeks i've seen more people walking their dogs mm-hmm. more people walking with their families oh for sure in, in our neighborhood. neighborhood yeah um more people just strolling you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I've seen people walk and they come back with like fast food bags. So it means they went all the way to the fast food restaurants two miles up the road right. and walked back just for the sake of getting out of the house. Well, I don't disagree with that. I, I like it because I'm getting a little tired of walking around our neighborhood. We kind of go on the same path. You know, we've yeah. been on a little bit different today, but it's the same path, the same trees, the same flowers or whatever. And um, now that they've shut down the parks and everything, we can't even take chance at the park to play. All like right. it's it's um it's challenging it's mentally exhausting uh i'm happy to do it though because quite frankly the fear of the coronavirus is very real it's very real and i keep seeing people blaming the media for uh, misinformation or stirring it up and all this stuff and i'm like but it's true it's not misinformation it's not misinformation it's happening it's coming this is coming from er doctors nurses medical professionals saying this is a very scary situation um, well, that, that's another thing is I, I've had to limit my web browsing when it comes to news sites. Typically, my routine is I'll always have CNN or yeah, MSNBC like CNN. or something like that up on my desktop so I can flip through it all the time. And I flip through it dozens of times throughout the day. Um, that's actually starting to get to me. Like, I, I don't know if I can take the bad news Really? Constantly. And then I come home or walk into the living room as it is, <laughs> and we turn on the news. And I, there's this, oh, I'm being inundated again. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of it's overwhelming. It's everywhere. It is kind of overwhelming. Here's the deal. So when, you know, I'm an entertainment reporter for NBCLA, mm-hmm. and when I'm doing my stories, most of my stories are about films and television shows and the world of entertainment, yes. which are generally very positive, very yep. uplifting, um, entertaining. Their aim, the goal is to be entertaining. And... I can't tell you how many people, you know, how many comments I get from people who are like, we don't care about celebrities. We don't care about actors. We don't care about this stuff. You know, you should be reporting on, you know, the lack of masks and lack of testing and all this stuff. And, um, but then on the same hand, on those stories, the same people are going, why don't you report good news? Why don't you report right, positive stories? Right. Why don't you report entertaining? So you know what I mean? A bit so of hypocrisy it's like, there, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like I feel like we can't win. The news can't win. No. Like we're 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 trying to give people both 
you know, at least for me, I'm trying to do a little mixture of some like entertaining kind of news you can use, but also still cover movies and TV yeah. shows. Well, you've definitely put a different spin on some of your stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think because I kind of have to. It would be I would be remiss if I just completely you can't just ignored. Do fluff. Yeah, yeah, you can't just do fluff. You have to do something somewhat relevant. But also, there's no entertainment happening right, right now. It's everything shut down. Everything is shut down. Everything is shut down. All productions, everything. So I would be there's nothing for me to report on necessarily there. I mean, there's some stuff, but I would be remiss if I just ignored it all, all the coronavirus stuff, and just reported on fluff. You know, um, I. I know that your birthday is coming up. Generally, April and May around the Brooker house is my favorite time of year besides Christmas and Halloween because it's when my two babies, my April babies, celebrate mm-hmm. their birthday. Chris's birthday is April 15th. And then a couple weeks after that is our anniversary. And oh, this yeah. year will be year number 19, 19 for us young kids. And it will definitely have a different feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I we, haven't even begun wrapping my head around that yet. Months honestly. ago, we were planning a trip to like what? Cancun? Yeah, I think so. We were like, where should we go for our anniversary? And like, er, that has uh, all yeah. stopped. Ground to a halt. Yes. So, and we don't know when we'll be able to travel or go anywhere or in that way again. I know. I um, know. So that for me, it's like life events like that are where it really hits home. I cried yesterday a little bit when we were celebrating with Chan because I... It wasn't the birthday party that she had planned or that I had envisioned for her being mm-hmm. lucky number seven, you know, but it is what it is. And, and as long as we're all happy and healthy, well, she and together. told me again this morning that it was the best birthday ever. Oh, I love that. It's one of the first things she said when she woke up. I love that scene. I love that she's having such a good attitude. I think she knows. I think she understands a little bit there's that this is a serious situation. Yeah. She may not fully understand the global scope of it all, but sure. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this then. How, how much longer do you think that we're going to be in this situation? And what would you change? Like, what would you like to do? Is there anything in our routine or a situation that you would want to change? Well, first of all, I think, I mean, I can't speak to any professional knowledge or anything like that, but you know, I think at least three more months. You think we're going to be for three more months? I think so. I mean, they've shut down the schools. I mean, I know we're going to be homeschooling her for three more months, yeah. but I think sometime in May we may be able to go outside again. Maybe. But you know, I'm thinking worst case scenario. Um, and then what should we change? Yeah. Is there anything in our routine you think Just we can change? Just more activity. We need more activity. We need to get up and move more. You know, I've been reporting on a lot of online workout programs oh, yeah. that are being offered. We should maybe look into some of those. And I'll bet you some of them are offering them for free or deeply discounted now to get, to get people moving. Do you think I should like cancel that. my Orange Theory? <laughs> Probably. But I, but I, they have at-home workouts, don't they? They do, but I looked at it on my phone, and it was only like a little five-minute video explaining some exercises. It's not like a full workout where there's someone oh, working out with a you. virtual coach there or yeah. something. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think maybe I should and then just re-up when we're past all of this. I, I read an article, too, that said that what we're experiencing now is going to be more like a um, – it's going to come in waves. Seasonal. Yeah, it might be a seasonal thing, like similar to the flu. So we may have like coronavirus season where everybody is just going to have to be holed up in their house until we have a vaccine. Yeah. Um, so we may go have waves of where we have safer at home for a couple of months and then where we go out for a couple of months. So I'm just really curious to see how all of that plays out. But 
I'm mostly just grateful for everybody's health. Like yes. all of our friends and family are healthy. We've all been safe so far. So far. It's all it's been very interesting to watch how the whole rest of the country is responding it to this. Yeah. Um our home state of Oklahoma, the governor has not declared any sort of statewide stay-at-home order, but the various cities have, like Tulsa, the mayor of Tulsa did and the mayor of Oklahoma City did. Um, but then even here where we live, one of the parents at Channing school said to me the other day that she didn't think this was as big of a deal as everybody is making it. And I didn't know, I was sort of dumbstruck or I, I, it didn't seem appropriate at the time to respond to her. Like, Hey, that's not right. Yeah. Like I was trying to be nice, I guess, but I just was shocked. I was like, how can you think that what's happening she's like like i'm not going to put on a mask or anything like that and i'm like the mayor literally just said don't go outside without a mask right anymore so what do you do what do you say to people who don't believe this is real you can't really say anything you know i mean i feel like we have to say something because they're putting they're they're jeopardizing everyone else's health and safety you know i mean all you can do is disagree with them you can't. I can't wrestle them to the ground and put a mask on them. <laughs> no, we can't. Don't leave your house. <laughs> okay, this is for your own good. <laughs> the Corona Task Force. Um, the Neighborhood Watch now becomes the Corona Neighborhood Watch. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Think of all of the end of days related movies and TV shows that we're gonna get when this is all over. Well, I picked the wrong time to start rereading The Stand by Stephen King. <laughs> Um, I, I started reading that and then this hit like two weeks later. Well, I know you said that. I don't know what the stand is about. I've never read it. I'm a not, flu plague wipes not, out 99% of the planet's population. Nobody reads Stephen King. <laughs> no one's ever heard of this guy. Yeah, there's a movie in production right Sounds now. Sounds terrible. Um, I, uh, I, I kind of wanted to watch Contagion, but I feel like Contagion is real close to oh, yeah. what's happening. Because yeah. it yeah. all, where it started, like it was from an animal, like, ah. Um, but I think that there's a lot of writers and actors and, and directors and everybody who are out of work right now. Nothing's in production. They're all sitting at home and all these creatives are creating. Yeah. They're creating TV shows. They're creating movies. They're writing books. They're, you know, essays, whatever. Uh, and I wish I was one of those people <laughs> whose only job was just to write and create. Yep. Uh, I mean, I do in another way, but. So I'm curious to see if in the next few years we're going to see a lot more end of the world dystopian stuff. Virus themed movies. Or if it's going to swing the other way and we're going to see just like wacky comedies and stuff that has fluff. More superhero stuff. stuff I think you'll see both. Nothing to do with negative or drama because people are going to be so over it. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, All right. Well, I think this is just about the end of both of our work days. Yes. Thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you. I love you. You're my favorite. You're mine. All right, everybody. That is going to wrap it up for us. Chris and I are going to walk into the other room now and sit down and watch TV. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, We'll be having more uh, coronavirus conversations um, between Chris and I. And also, I still have some wonderful guests coming up. I'm going to try to get back into the podcast swing of things and share that with you guys in the coming weeks thank you so much for listening i hope you have a wonderful and safe week remember i'm not a perfect mom but i can play one on tv bye mama funny balls